Please turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. This was where everything was pointing to right from the beginning. All the way through, the Apostle Paul is talking about a fight that we are in. And whether it is in the natural or in the spiritual, we need to fight. Amen? And not like those weirdos out there that are killing people in the name of God and stuff. Okay, not that kind of fight. Do you hear what I'm saying? Alright? Down here in the natural, we fight to walk in love. Amen? No matter how horrible people get, and no matter how you know, difficult they get, we have to get to the place where we say, no, we're not receiving that, we're not accepting that, we're not going to let that in. You can stay away from people, but don't stay away angry. Because that's damaging you. Do you hear what I'm saying? You forgive them, and if you need to stay away, then stay away from them in forgiveness. Are you all here? Because otherwise, it does, um, you know, science is telling us that it has a negative effect on your whole system. And it causes all kinds of problems later on in life as well. Your body wasn't designed to carry strife and anger and hate and all those things. It wasn't designed that way. You were designed by love, to love. God is love. That's why it tells us in Romans 5.5, 5, I believe, that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts because that's the thing that will fix us and allow us to walk in the blessings of God. Are you all here? Amen? And so that's why it, is so, it feels wrong and it's damaging to us when we walk out of love. So we need to be careful in that. So when we are asked to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, it means that we need that strength and that power working in us even in the natural, to deal with people, their attitudes and all the stuff they want to do to us. And not allow that stuff in, and allow that to damage not only ourselves, but our relationship with God, and also all the blessings that God is sending to us. You see, that's the other thing that we don't realize, is that a lot of times, it's not a decision about, well, do I forgive them or not? The decision is, do I want my blessings stopped? That's the decision. And if there's stuff, you know, if God is wanting to pour out on you, and you're having attitudes, He can't. Because you've put a barrier around yourself that's stopping God blessing you. And that's the reason why God says, forgive. Do you know what forgive means? Take the barrier down. I'm trying to get to you. You are praying. You are asking me to bless you. You are asking me to help you. I can't do anything while you keep sticking this barrier up. So we need to learn that. We need to understand that. And we need to make sure that we are not allowing anything to get in the way of God blessing us. That's why we need to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Because some people, you just need God to love them with. Left to yourself, your hands will be around their neck. And their little tongue will be hanging out. <laughs> you know. Left to your devices, your own strength, that's where you would be. In some cases. Not everyone, but you know what I'm trying to say. There are just some people, you know. Okay, so let's get back to this. All right. So again, it says here, Finally, my brethren, he says, Be strong in the Lord. I want to look at some of these phrases today. And we want to go through this slowly because I want you to understand what the Apostle Paul was saying. Now, I also want you to understand that I don't expect you, just because I teach it to you today, to be walking in it tomorrow. No guilt trips, please. I'm, I'm not a travel agency like that. Okay, I don't plan guilt trips for you, okay? What I want to do is give you hope. I want to give you something you can aim for. 
And you know what? You have your whole life to get there. Do you hear what I'm saying? This is not, let's get there right now. This is about, okay, we'll begin this journey now. Now I understand what's available. Let's begin working towards it. You know, we do that in the natural realm. Why don't we do it in the spiritual realm? Let's begin with him saying, be strong in the Lord. The phrase, be strong in the Lord, literally means to be infused with an excessive dose of explosive, dynamic, inner strength, power, and ability. Can I say all that again? Okay, it means to be infused with an excessive dose of explosive... Okay, that's power that can't be contained. Have you tried to jump on an explosion? You go all over the place. <laughs> okay, alright? It says, a dose of explosive, dynamic, inner strength, power, and ability. So there's strength, power, and ability. Strength, power, and ability. Alright, so not only do you have strength... But you can apply that strength. Power is the application of strength. If you have an infinite amount of power, you can apply your strength without end. You'll never get tired. Okay? So we have strength, we have power, we have ability. Ability is what are you able to do. And so this ability is, remember again I said that this is coming from God. So the question we need to ask is what is God able to do? Well, that kind of answers the question straight away, doesn't it? Amen? How much power does he have? How much strength does he have? Well, all of that falls in the infinite category. We can't measure that. When we look at the whole universe that has been put into place, my goodness, how much power did it take to do all of that? But you know what's really interesting? The book of Ephesians itself says that Regardless of how much power it took to put and fling the whole universe into and bring it into existence, and we don't know how many realms there are. We know of two already. We know of the natural and the spiritual realm. Are you all here? Okay, we know at least two universes exist. But with all of that, in all that God did to bring this whole universe into existence and all the planets and everything else, all the laws that govern it, it took more power to raise Jesus out of hell. Isn't that interesting? That was His exceeding great power. And then, it's toward us now. Who believe? Can we just um, turn very quickly to Ephesians 3.16? Let me read from verse 14. It says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might, Through His Spirit in the inner man. Can we read that again? It says, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit. Where? The inner man. That's your spirit. So the strength that you receive comes from spirit to spirit. From His Spirit to your spirit. And that strength then begins to flow out. And do exceeding things. That's the reason why it says in 2 Corinthians 4.18 I believe. It says while we look not at the things which are seen. Because the strength we have is in the unseen. And that unseen changes the seen. Because everything seen came from the unseen. Have I totally confused you? 
No? Okay. (laughs) God is a spirit. And a spirit created everything natural. And it is that realm that overrides this realm. That's the reason why Jesus, you know, he didn't care what this realm did. If it wasn't behaving, he would just bring in delight. It'd be peace, be still. No man eat fruit of you again. With the water and wine, he just thought it. Mm. <laughs> he didn't say anything man, with that one. It just happened, you know. He did his thing, alright. But whatever the case was, if things didn't line up, if a person was sick, there was never meant to be sickness, he would heal them. He wouldn't check the calendar to see if it was a Sabbath day or whether it was right. He would just heal him. Isn't that interesting? He would just do whatever was necessary. What did it say? For this reason, the Son of God was made manifest that He might destroy the works of the devil. That's the reason why we're here. That we might destroy the works of the devil. Not put up with it. Not say, well, God has a plan for it. That wasn't God's plan. That was our failure as a church. We are still needing to get there. I told you, please don't be discouraged. There is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Amen. This is about you going, okay, that's what I'm meant to do. Let's get there now. Let's start working on it. Please never go home thinking, oh my gosh, I'm far from that. No, that's the wrong attitude. Don't go there. Can we do that? Amen. All right. What we want to do is go, oh, that's what I was built for. That's what the devil is trying to keep me from. That's the right attitude. And then go for it. Amen. And you know, can I give you a little help, a little hint about some of the things that you might want to start confessing over your life? Why don't you say, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for great faith. It's great faith that calms storm, turns water into wine, heals the dead, heals the dead, heals the sick, raises the dead. You know, the dead need to be healed too. But anyway, <laughs> okay, because whatever made them die, you know, you don't want that on there when they come back alive. Okay, but you know what I'm saying, okay? All of that comes from great faith. If you can believe All things are possible to him that believes. Amen? What I'm trying to do for you is give you a key. If I can give you a master key that will open every door, hallelujah. So just start confessing that over yourself. Just say, thank you Lord, I have great faith. And when you start, it might be so itty bitty that, you know, it measures up to a mustard seed. You know what Jesus said about mustard seeds? They grow. And after a while, all kinds of birds are coming and nesting in them. Amen. (laughs) All right. So again here, the phrase be strong in the Lord again means to be infused with an excessive dose of explosive, dynamic, inner strength, power, and ability. And not just for a moment, but continually. The phrase doesn't say, see again in the English we miss a lot of things. In the Greek, it is a continuous sense. So it's saying be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Continually, all the time, be strong in the Lord. And the power of His might. Don't ever let that thing fall. Amen? Okay. This is what God Himself has chosen for us. This wasn't our choice. God is saying something to you through the Apostle Paul. He's saying, you be strong. If God came down to you right now, looked you right in the eyeball, and said, be strong, would you go, I don't want to be. Are you kidding? (laughs) You go, uh-huh, uh-huh, how? 
He says, be strong in me. Okay, I can do that. How? No. <laughs> but you know what? It tells us that God's word comes with power. It's alive. Sharper than any two-edged sword. The thing is, when God says something to you, it comes with the strength and the ability to do the thing. So when, as I'm speaking it to you, I pray that you are not hearing just the word. Words carry, they're containers. They carry faith. They carry strength. They also carry all sorts of other things. Anger and hate and everything else. Okay? That's the reason why we have to be careful how and what we speak. Amen? Because we are taking containers in a realm that you can't see, and we are pouring into people's stuff. And I'll tell you this, after a while, their little well will get full. And we'll know what it's full of. Amen? So I'm telling you, just be careful as you speak words. That's what the Bible says, always be careful what you say. Watch your words. Amen? And so, I watch what I say to you. I only want to encourage you. I only want to strengthen you. I never want to take out your strength. I always want to give you strength. That's the reason why when I'm listening to stuff, some people, they're good at explaining things, but you know, after a while you just feel empty. And you sort of feel like you've got a lot of head knowledge, but you have no strength in you. Who knows what I'm talking about? Be careful, you know, not everything that sounds good is good. What you're looking for is the spirit behind it. Is it an energizing spirit? Is it something that is giving you strength and hope and pushing you towards faith? Or is it taking away from you? Amen. Watch for those things. Alright, I need to move. <laughs> Let's keep going. So again, this is what God Himself has chosen for us. To be the receptacles, listen to this, into which this incredible power is to be deposited. And why the Apostle Paul says with an authoritative tone, not suggesting, but commanding us to receive this power and do it as quickly as possible. Can I get an amen on that? Okay, he's saying, you know what, you need this and you need it quick. We are in an ongoing battle. It started in the Garden of Eden and it has been going on ever since. And so that's the reason why Jesus Christ came. You know, when He came, when we got saved, when we got born again, do you know that at that very moment, have you ever really looked at John 3.16? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have, listen, and here it comes, everlasting life, eternal life. Do you know that eternal life begins the moment you receive Jesus Christ as Lord? You don't have to wait to get to heaven before you get that everlasting eternal life. If you look at John chapter 5, it's basically all in red. If you've got a red letter Bible, you know, after this whole incident with the man at the pool of Bethesda, after he does this, alright, it says, uh, for, for this reason, because he healed the man, because he told the man to pick up his bed and walk. How dare he on the Sabbath day? I mean, that's all the Jews were concerned about. Didn't matter, this guy was sick for 40 years of his life. Oh, nobody cares about that. It's a Sabbath day. He should not be carrying his bed. Wow, you know, you just want to take a cannon to some of those people. Gun is too small. <laughs> you know, right? For this reason, they didn't glorify God. They didn't say, wow, what a prophet there is in the midst of us. Wow, look at this one. I bet your religion doesn't have one of these. No, they didn't say any of those things. 
You know what they said? For this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him. What a nice bunch of people. And you think you have trouble with your relatives. Okay. (laughs) And because he had done these things on the Sabbath. That's all their concern was. But now watch, Jesus answered. Jesus answered them. I mean, um, John chapter 5 and verse 17. My father has been working until now, and I have been working. In other words, he's saying, and I don't mean to preach all this today, but let me just share some of this very quickly if I can. Okay? What he's saying is, listen, while you guys have been taking a day off, God the Father has been working. You people have got your Sabbath days all messed up in your brain. It was never to stop doing good things. You know, when you look at the Sabbath, and let me just give you this two-second thing on the Sabbath. The only thing the Sabbath said not to do is do work that would earn you money. That's it. That's all there is in the Bible. It says, don't keep earning money. You need to take a day off. But it didn't say, stop working. Do you get me now? That's all it was. And the Jews went too far with it, and they started talking about, well, if you carry your bed, that's working. If you, you know, your teeth fall out of your mouth and you pick them up, that's working. I'm not kidding, that was one of them. Okay? And it's just like, all the stuff that they, they put down as work. If you had a false leg and your house was on fire, you couldn't grab it and run, because that would be work. What are you meant to do? Sit there and roast? You know, that's how stupid it became. Are you all with me? And so those are the laws they're applying and saying to Jesus, well, you know, we want to kill you now because you're breaking our law. You're breaking God's law. It wasn't God's law. It was their law. That they had twisted, they had taken God's law and twisted and twisted and twisted it to such a place where nobody could even recognize what God actually said to begin with. And a lot of people today are living in that bondage still. What does it have to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might? You need to know this stuff so that you can do what God asks you to do without all these dumb restrictions hanging over you. Amen? And so, you know, with that first statement, he's, what he's saying is, listen, while you think God isn't working, God's actually working. And guess what? As His Son, so am I. While you people aren't doing anything, I'm doing something. And therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him. Oh, aren't they wonderful? That was their response, okay? Because he not only broke, uh, broke the Sabbath, but he also said God was his father, making himself equal with God. Oy. They're still missing it. God came down as promised in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. They knew he was coming. They were waiting for him. He comes and now they want to kill him. Awesome. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself, but what He sees the Father do. This applies to us right now. I guess we're going here today a little bit. Okay? Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. How did Jesus do that? Listen, He's going to tell you. He says, the Son can do nothing of Himself. Well, that was the Son of God. Well, who are you now? Now are we the sons of God, you ladies too. Do you know why you're the sons of God? Because the Son lives in you. You didn't get another Jesus. You got the same one. Amen? So God sees all of us as His sons. Males and females. He knows your gender. The thing is, when He sees you, He sees His Son. That's what you need to know. There's no princesses and princes and blah, blah, blah. The King of Kings lives in you. Nothing less. Amen. All right. 
And so watch what he says here. He says, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, that's the father does, the son does in like manner. So this is, this is going to be how we know what we are to do, as we are strong in the Lord in the power of His might, as we start to take on this battle against evil, as we start to oppose evil, as we come against the devil and his kingdom. For too long, the devil has been riding roughshod over us. He's just been telling us, well, if you do that, well, I'm going to wreck this, and I'm going to break that, and I'm going to do all these things. You know, he's like one of those naughty kids. You know what you do? You spank them. You don't let them get away with stuff. Because then they think every time they do that, they can get away with stuff. Are you all here? I know when I first did that to my kids. My Lord, if I ever told them I was spanking them, I spanked them. I didn't care how much begging came after that. I said, I told you I was going to spank you. I have to spank you. I said, I'm a liar. They said, no, 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 please. I said, I can't. you should have thought about that before you did it. Hello. And can I, can I say this? You know, after that, when I do three, two, one, everybody stopped. Because they knew judgment was coming otherwise. We need to learn that somewhere. If we don't learn it down here, are we ever going to learn it with God? Are you all here? So, that was a promise. I made good on my promises. I also, when I said we were going to do something good, we did something good. I didn't care how I felt. Are you all here? That doesn't just work for me. It works both ways. It works for me and against me. <laughs> okay? Amen. I'm just saying that you can't, can't have two standards. Otherwise, you become a hypocrite. And then you end up with kids that turn out that way too. And you don't want that. Alright. It says, For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things that He Himself does. And He will show Him greater works than these that you may marvel. Does that sound familiar? Amen. I told you. Nobody ever reads this chapter. Now I could keep going because there's a lot of verses. There's a lot of there's 47 verses. Okay, I'm only up to verse 20. We're not going to do that today because it's too much. All right, there's some tremendous revelations in there. But do you understand what I'm saying here? You need to know. You need to understand that what you see God doing. You need to ask the Lord as you are strong in the Lord and the power of His might. As you begin to understand that you've got all of this power that's inside of you, that God is saying, "You be strong in me." Amen? It is my strength that I'm giving you. This isn't your strength that is subject to weakness and failure. This never fails. And you need to know that. You need to receive that. And you need to say, you know what? This is God's strength. That way when the devil comes and says, Well, how are you today? I don't care. I don't care how I feel. I've got God's strength working in me. That's what the Apostle Paul said. You know, when I'm the weakest, I'm strong. Do you understand now why he said that? Because he was saying, I don't care how weak I am in myself. There is a strength residing in me that never fails. Amen. And when I get weak, the grace of God kicks in. And that strength just comes out. And you go from being little Bruce Banner to the Hulk. And time to pummel something. Amen. <laughs> you know, And that's what you do to the devil. Don't ever let him get away with anything. You make him a promise. You deliver. Amen. See, that's the other thing. You know, we, we must not do this. We can't go, now devil, if you come, I'm going to put the word on you and I'm going to do this. And then he comes and you just don't. And you think, oh, I'm so tired this week. <gasps> I had to come this week, didn't you? Right this very moment. Oh, wow, that's it. 
I have seen people that he will do that to every single time. Amen. If you compromise, that's where he'll always attack. You don't want him to attack you there? Don't compromise there. Of course he said, now devil, if you feed me chocolate, then I won't attack you. Oh, you get a lot of chocolate coming your way. You know? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, so back to this. Oh, I'll give you a plus side on that. All right, so <laughs> let's finish this off because I don't want to keep you here too long. Um, being fathers there and all. All right. In Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10, it says, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You need to have the Lord's joy in you. That doesn't depend on your circumstances. That's when you just suddenly feel happy and there's no reason for you to be happy. Everything might be going wrong and you have a smile on your face and the people looking at you going, I don't think they understand the severity of the problem. <laughs> you know? And it's just like, no, you just have a smile on your heart. I know we're in a bad situation, but I'm still happy inside. I don't know why. You know what? That's your strength. That's your faith about to be released. That's how you are going to turn the situation around. You can't do it depressed. Can I say that? In other words, one of the ways that we can be strong in the Lord is by having the joy of the Lord present in our life. Amen? Let's leave it there. Let's just have every head bowed, every eye closed. Whatever you're dealing with right now, I want to pray over you. And we just thank you, Lord, right now. We're praying. We're thanking you, God, that your presence is in this place. We thank you, Father, for your anointing in this place. We thank you, Lord, that whatever situation is represented here, whatever problems, I thank you, Father, that the solution existed long before the problem. God, you are eternal. No matter what the devil can do, no matter, no matter what the devil threatens us with, no matter how much he says it's doom and gloom, there is a power that in, in an instant in time can change everything. And we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that we are reaching out and receiving and pulling that in. And we thank you, Father. We don't care what the size of the problem is. That's not where our focus is. We are focusing on how big you are, God. And in comparison to that, the problems are nothing. And so we thank you, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. That whatever situation that we're dealing with, we thank you that your power goes into motion. That all of heaven's resources are mobilized right now. All kinds of miraculous things are taking place. And we're receiving those things right now in the name of Jesus by faith. And we thank you, God. I don't care what all the experts say. I don't care how doom and gloomy it sounds. And we don't care about all those things. Because we know with God all things are possible. So we thank you, God, that we are believing and receiving. If we can believe. And we are saying today, we believe. We have great faith. Hallelujah. And it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.